One afternoon a few months back, I was browsing through my phone when I came across a video on TikTok. So you're telling me I have to be the first one to assimilate into this country, the first one to understand the culture, financial system, educational system, corporate system, because my parents immigrated from Mexico, and I'm also supposed to be the first one to get educated, get a degree so I can get a good job, so I can start creating generational wealth, so I can be the first one that can truly invest in herself and start going to therapy. All right, y'all will catch me on the other side because I'm almost there. I instantly related to her experience of the intense pressures of being a first-generation American. The video was from Soy Gina Moreno's TikTok, and the more I browsed her content, the more I wanted to keep watching. She was telling it how it is, and naming the sacrifices, the self-taught learning, the translating, the loneliness that so many of us feel with the enormous responsibility of having to help our families understand how to make it in the United States. And I'm obviously not the only one, because Gina's TikTok channel has tens of thousands of followers and is full of viral videos talking about all the first-gen experiences while breaking the taboo of being quiet and grateful. She really taps into the importance of taking care of ourselves. That's what we'll cover in this episode of The Pulso Pod. What's the status of Latinos and mental health? What can help us get our mind right? What can hurt our progress? And why is it still so hard to talk about? I always did everything as was expected of me, right? I was like a perfect child, like always good grades. And, you know, I just went through life like that. This is Gina Moreno, a first-generation American whose family came from Mexico. She's pretty much your classic high achiever. I went to college for engineering and I finished my bachelor's and master's in five years. I achieved my dream at age 23, which was to get a good job that paid well and something that I find fun. Gina was killing it. She finished college, got a job with Microsoft, and moved to Dallas. During her first few days in the city, she found out about a hiking event through the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. She thought it would be a good way to meet new people. But it turned out to be a lot more than she bargained for. It was supposed to be this deep spiritual experience for us. And I remember that the instructor or the leader, he asked us, what makes you happy? And what do you look forward to in every day? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what makes me happy. I don't know what I look forward to. And so that sent me into a spiral of things. This revelation sent Gina on a journey. That's when I like had a crisis and where I realized that I had pretty much been in survival mode up until that point. I really hadn't taken a moment and just breathe and realize, okay, what do I want truly out of life and not just like my job, my title, my achievements, what else am I looking for? So Gina did something she'd never considered before. She found a life coach and a therapist to try and help her figure out what she really wanted. And together, they started peeling back the layers. I started looking back and understanding my own beliefs and where they came from and realizing all these things that didn't align with me anymore. Now I can say, like, you can go to therapy to discover more about yourself. It's like a deep dive into your own thoughts and just to become a better person. 
And as Gina was doing that deep dive, she started to acknowledge how deeply being a first-generation American had affected her mental health. There are so many things that I don't think we should have done as children. I remember like receiving letters from the government and trying to translate it. And it's like, I'm not even a teenager. I cannot understand this. I don't know what this means. That's when she started sharing her experiences online, not really expecting anything to come of it. I was just ranting. I, I think people don't understand how difficult it is to be first gen and how proud they should be of themselves, right? Recognize that being a first gen is not easy. One video did really well and it reached a million. And I I couldn't control it for like two or three days. I was getting so many comments, messages, people being happy that I was able to articulate their own experiences in a way that they hadn't thought of. Gina had stumbled on something that was really resonating with our community, something that so many of us are feeling, but not enough of us are sharing. Within the Latino community, there is a huge gap in the number of people who need some kind of mental help and those who are able to access it. In 2019, a study done by the Pew Research Center shared that only 16% of Latinos have access to mental health care. Why do you think seeking mental health help is still a stigma within the Latino community? And what barriers are there for us to access the help that we so desperately need? I think there's this idea that you you only seek mental health if you're like in the ground and you cannot do anything anymore. No más los locos, right? Just crazy people, you know, need to go to therapy. Part of the problem in the Latino community is that we don't acknowledge hard emotions. We just want to move past them, pretend they never happened, suppress them. And I think that leads to a whole of their stuff. Like, and it'll come out in ways you never thought. Nuestra gente often have to go through so much. Who has time or energy to deal with emotions on top of everything else? I've found that even with my Latinx clients in particular, we have to spend some time being okay with acknowledging that we are emotional people and that we feel emotions. This is Vanessa Ringley, a Chilean-American psychologist who works with Latinx and immigrant communities in the U.S., I think that just acknowledging that we feel certain emotions, that certain things cause us to feel anxious. Oh, it's just tiene nervios, it's just nerves. When, no, it's actually a lot more than that. Um, and so even just using the words is, the, is where we should start. Just talking about it, just acknowledging that mental health exists and that there are psychological aspects to our personhood. And all the hardships that Latinos face as they navigate a new education, healthcare, political, and financial system can make it really difficult to be able to do that. Gina saw this firsthand after her TikTok videos started spreading. I got so much hate. You don't understand how much hate I got. I would get messages on TikTok and on Instagram, basically just saying how ungrateful I was because, you know, our parents came to this country with so much uh, for us to do. And how dare you like complain, right? When you do things like investing in yourself, you're seen as selfish. You know, if you're spending this money in, you know, a life coach or in therapy, it's kind of like, well, couldn't you use that money to help your family? And it's always seen as selfish because we live in a collective culture where family is always first. But I would argue that you have to be good to be able to help others. That is it. 
I know you all listening had to stop for a second to process that major truth bomb too. Gina is naming what so many of us have lived. She's showing us that despite our family not understanding us at first, it's crucial to work for our well-being. And to me, it's an important way to honor the legacy of what our parents worked for. We can do more than survive. We can actually thrive and help them do the same. That backlash that so many of us have faced when we prioritize our mental health is why what Gina is doing on TikTok is so important and so brave. Yet even as we identify these cultural realities, there's another issue at play. We also have to acknowledge that getting help is hard to access. Even if you are the most affluent, well-informed person in the U.S., there's a, it's hard to access behavioral health services in the U.S. So the, first of all, we start out from that sort of bigger context. And of course, therapy is usually expensive. And I think as soon as you, you come across the fact that it's expensive, you're like, OK, I give up. Whereas like if you truly understood the impact that it can have in your life, then maybe you would seek to look for programs or look for different ways to pay it. I couldn't agree more. Thankfully, the nationwide conversations about mental health are slowly but surely making it possible to get help without so many hurdles. If you have health insurance, check to see if it covers mental health. You may find that your insurance actually does cover therapy sessions, and with some digging, you may even find a Latino therapist to talk to who gets where you're coming from. I think this goes back to seeing yourself at, in a holistic way, like there is psychological well-being, spiritual well-being, physical well-being. Like I think that you have to address those questions. So basically, we all have some work to do. It's lifelong work, really, because the path to well-being is a never-ending one. But if we're anything like Gina, it's a path worth walking. You get to experience for the first time something that nobody in your family has experienced. You know, getting close to finding meaning, fulfillment, and, you know, self-actualization is just something that it's, it's beautiful. This was the last episode of this season of the Pulso podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversations we had this year. And we invite you to go back and listen through and catch up on those you may have missed while we take a pause for the holidays. We'll be back early next year with new episodes. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the Pulso Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to give us a listen. Have questions or story ideas to send our way? Send us an email to info at projectpulso.org. I'm your host, Liz Alarcón. This episode was produced and written by Charlie Garcia and Lisanne Ramos. Editing and mixing by Charlie Garcia with additional help from Jackie Nowak. Original music by Julian Blackmore and additional support from Ray Aguilera and Turilla Chavez. Hey, Pulso fam. I want to tell you all about Atlas Lingue, a Studio Ochenta podcast about language, culture, and communication. Have you ever wondered what your cat is trying to tell you? Or how Disney Pixar writers craft stories that resonate across numerous languages? 
Atlas Lingue host Luis Lopez explores these topics and so much more. It's a show about the confusing, wonderful, and weird world of language, and this season, they're diving deep into the language of culture online. They're interviewing content creators from different countries who document their daily lives and cultural backgrounds on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. New episodes air every other Monday wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch all the interviews on their YouTube channel at 80 Podcasts.